the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. Under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III, Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. To take you, to prove to you I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do is a painful process. But it was all part of a process to get us where God needs us to be. Stay here with me. In order for him to prepare this thing, he had to deal with the boil, put the figs on the boil. It is believed through the medical process that figs have some kind of uh, medicinal effect as they are packed and this, this med- medicinal mixture was put on, has a kind that it would draw up and draw out the infestation in the boil. And the boil, watch this, because the process of the boil healing requires that it comes to a head first. And once it comes to a head, that that which is inside of it would ease out or ooze out or be lanced out. Y'all still here with me? And so, watch this. As it relates to uh, relationships, because I hear some this morning thinking, you know what? Yeah, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get rid of this boil I got too. This, this husband, this wife, this girlfriend, this boyfriend, because they've been a boil. They've been an incapacitation to me. They're hindering me. They're holding me back. But let me, let, me, let me help you before you go too fast, too far. The healing of boils usually does not involve amputation. Woo! In other words, you ain't got to cut off everything in order to get healed. Sometimes, listen to me, sometimes the process of getting healed involves letting the boil come to a head. And when things come to a head, all the nasty, all the ugly, all the pus has to ooze out. We clean the wound and let the wounds heal. And then we're in position to move forward with all the parts and pieces that we have. Sometimes folk go around cutting off everything and you needed that leg in order to go up to the house of the Lord. You can't get up to the house of the Lord now, not because of the boil, but because you cut off the leg. Don't amputate what God is working on just because it's painful. Lord, I'm preaching way better than y'all saying amen. Listen, God prepares you through his actions for as a proof mechanism that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And so God is, he, he, he goes through this process with Hezekiah. And so after the, 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 the figs, lumps is put on him and they put it on his, on his leg, it says he recovered. He recovered from this plague. He recovered from this, this boil. It, it was God's preparation of him so that he can prove to him that I'm going to do these other things I said I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to heal you. I'm surely going to heal you. So he heals him. And, and listen to this. Listen to Hezekiah. Hezekiah says to Isaiah in verse number 8, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I 
shall go up to the house of the Lord on the third day. What is the sign that the Lord is going to heal me? Now, now the boil appears to have been healed. He's recovered from that. But what's the sign, God, that I'm going to be all the way healed? I don't, I mean, I have the symptoms anymore, but what's the sign? And, and I believe this kind of, kind of brings us to our, our third area of priority of proof. We have the promise from God's word as a priority of proof. We have the preparation by God through his, through his actions as a priority of proof. But thirdly, we have the providing by God of signs and miracles as a priority of proof. God will use signs and miracles to prove to us that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Hezekiah asked, what's the sign? Well, Hezekiah, what do you mean? What's the sign? You mean besides the promise of his word that he gave you in his word through Isaiah the prophet? I mean, what do you mean? What is the sign? You mean other than the fact that he has now prepared you to go up to the house of the Lord by the, by the actions of his healing of your, of, of your, of your wound, the thing that was incapacitating you? What other sign? What, 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 I, I imagine Hezekiah saying, well, how do I know that these figs have, have completely healed the boil? And, and how do I know that I'm, I'm fully ridded of the plague? And, and how do I know that I'm going to be able to, to go up to worship on the third day to the house of the Lord? How do I know these things? What is the sign from God? And it, watch this. Listen, it's not unusual in Scripture that, that, that people would ask for signs. We know, and probably most famous of, of Scripture is Judges chapter 6, when Gideon was continuously throwing fleeces before the Lord and asking a sign from God. And by the time we get to the New Testament, we'd also see in the New Testament that the Jews, even the Jews ask from God a sign that they might know what is going to happen. It, the sign is a means by which God uses to affirm or reaffirm our faith in what he has said. In other words, the signs strengthen our faith. And not only that, the signs are also a means by which there is proof that this message that I have literally came from God. Because do you do know that God, that God is not the only person that sends signs out? Y'all, y'all do know he's not the only one that sends messages out. Every now and then you'll get a message and it may not have come from God. But I, I need, God, I need a sign that this came from you. In other words, I need some validation that this is your message and not my own. I need a validation and verification that this came from you and not from the devil. And so signs were used in ways to validate and verify, in other words, prove that it was God and also to strengthen the faith of the believer. So, 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 so Hezekiah asked for a sign. So what's the sign? So Isaiah said to him, and I love this, I love the fact that God's already prepared. Then Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord. That the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. This is the sign. This is how you know that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. The shadow shall go forward 10 degrees or backwards 10 degrees. In other words, Hezekiah has a choice. Hezekiah, you can choose for the, the shadow of the sun to go down 10 degrees. Or you can choose for the shadow of the sun to go up or back. 10 degrees. So Hezekiah says, well, it's an easy thing for the shadow to move down. Verse number 11. He says, I mean, verse number 10. Hezekiah answered, it's an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees, but no, let it, let the shadow go backwards 10 degrees. So he says, I don't want it to go down. That's easy. But let, let the shadow of the sun go up. Let it go back up 10 degrees. 
So Isaiah has no problem with that. He has no qualms with that. Either way, it would have been a miracle sign from God. Had the, had the, had the, the sundial advanced 10 degrees, it would have been a miracle. The fact that it goes back 10 degrees, it's a miracle. Either way, it's proof that it is God who has sent this message. But I, but Hezekiah wants to know, what is the sign? So Isaiah says, no problem. So Isaiah cries out in verse 11 to God as a sign that God would do all five things that he said he was going to do, that he promised he was going to do. God, I'm going to heal you. I mean, Hezekiah, I'm going to heal you. Hezekiah, I'm going to send you up to worship on the third day. Hezekiah, I'm going to add 15 years to your life. Hezekiah, I'm going to deliver you from your enemies of Syria. Hezekiah, I'm going to defend this city for my namesake. These five things I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to do by turning the dial of the sun back 10 degrees. If you want to sign that God is who he says he is, if you want to sign, You're asking, like the Jews, Acts. The Jews said, we we need a sign. Show us a sign. Lord Jesus said to them, there's no sign going to be given unto you except the sign of Jonah, who was three days and three nights in the belly of a fish. And likewise, the Son of Man shall be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That's the sign that you're going to receive. And I, li- I, li- I love this because as, 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 as Isaiah cries out to the Lord, watch this. The text says, Hezekiah answered, I mean, verse number 11, the prophet cried out to the Lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down. Watch this. God provides through this sign proof. This is the sign. You asked for a sign. Here's the sign. You ask for a sign? Is God who he said he is? You ask for a sign? Is he really God? You wanted a sign? Well, here's the sign. He took the sun back 10 degrees. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Pastor. What are you talking about? Well, let me see if I can walk you into something that might be more relatable. Because even as I looked at this story in Hezekiah, I thought, I saw that Hezekiah was given an option. And Hezekiah says, it's an easy thing for the S-U-N to go down 10 degrees. But I hear God saying, Lord Jesus, I hear God saying, yeah, Hezekiah was right. That it was an easy thing for them to take the S-O-N down. It was easy for them to take his reputation down. It was easy for them to take his body down. It was easy for them to take his life down. Yeah, it was an easy thing for them to take him down, but it's a real miracle if God can bring him back up. Lord have mercy. And so they took my Savior down. They took him down to 
Golgotha. They took him down to the rugged cross. They took him down and they crucified him. They bled him out. They, they put him in a borrowed tomb. But yet, Lord have mercy, on the third day, he got up from the grave. God brought him back up. It's a miracle thing when God can bring it back up. And God brought the S-O-N back up on the third day. And Lord have mercy. It's a sign that God is who he said he is. It's proof that he is the son of God. It's proof that in him was no sin. And there is none other like him. It's proof that in him is life and life is in the son it's proof that God can do anything but fail if he can get up from the grave on his own power he can do anything in our life and he is the God who can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it this is the proof sign God brings the sundial back up 10 degrees and the fulfillment of God's word is played out in the life of Hezekiah Hezekiah is healed by the third day Hezekiah is able to go up to the house of God to give God the worship to give God the praise to honor God with all that he wanted to honor God with and I stand here on this morning to try to speak into your life, to help you understand that God is a promise keeper. He will do what he said he's going to do. He will raise up the sick. He will heal the blind. He will He will heal the lame. God is able to do impossible things. Things you thought incredible and impossible, there's nothing too hard for him. He is the God who can do what he said he can do. And as we look at and examine, even in this text this morning, and trust me, trust me family and friend, this is not all the ways that God will prove himself to you but he definitely will give proof if your priority this morning is proof I need proof well you can find proof in his word that he is God you can find proof Lord have mercy through the ways he's prepared you Lord have mercy through the things he's done to prepare you that he is who he says he is that he's going to do what he said he's going to do God has already been working things out in your life perhaps the very reason why you're listening to this broadcast this morning is because God has prepared your heart to listen to a word from God maybe last Sunday you weren't ready to hear a word from God but God has worked some things in your life to prepare you and get you ready so you could hear a word from him this morning and so the word of God has come as proof and the, the proof is in his word the proof is in his preparation but also the proof is in him providing for you a sign that this is going to transpire and this is the message of God. Now, will God always give me a sign? I don't think he always will give you a sign. Because at some point, your faith ought to grow enough that you just believe and take God at his word. When God says it, you just ought to believe it. It doesn't even, it doesn't even matter what other people think. When God says it, you ought to take that. At some point, your faith ought to grow where you don't need signs all the time. But then there are some things that are so challenging, so difficult, so critical in the decision-making process of your life that you may need 
to ask God, God, give me a sign. And trust me, he'll give you what you ask of him. Because he hears your prayers. And he sees your tears. Our God loves you. He wants the best for you. He cares about you. Listen, and even as you move into this year, you may have lost some things. You may have even lost some people last year. Perhaps all of this has worked together as God's proof to you that it's time for you to reprioritize your life. Maybe you've been living your life your way, doing things you wanted to do. But God has given proof through the days. It's time. You keep living the way you're living, you ain't going to make it. It's time. Reprioritize your life. Hezekiah went through these shifts. And I'll say, even as Ecclesiastes says, to everything there's a season. There was a season where his priority was praise. There was a season where his priority was prayer. There also was a season when his priority was proof. God, prove it to me. He proved himself. He proved his word was true. Not only that, he fulfilled everything he said he was going to fulfill. And listen. Because I realize that so many are struggling, so many are challenged, going through, dealing with even grief. I want you to hear this, that even those who had previously accepted the Lord and invited him into their heart, giving God their life, even those who've gone on before us, God is a keeper of his promises. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. They're at peace with God. Now it's your turn to come to peace with God. To give your heart, your life to Jesus. To surrender to him. To live for him. It's your turn. It's your time. To readdress, reprioritize your life. None of the things, none of the people, none of the stuff that you've spent all your energy on can do anything for you when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. But only what you do for Christ will last. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to plead with you this morning. If you're listening to me, you've never trusted Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior of your life today. I want you to make a decision for Christ I want you to ask him into your heart. I want you to say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I repent of it. I I no longer desire to live a life that displeases you. And ask him, come into my life. Come into my heart and save me. Pray that prayer to the Lord this morning. He'll come in. He'll save you. He'll seal you according to his word. He'll redeem you from the slave market of sin. He'll heal you of all of your infirmities. He'll add to your life, not just 15 years, but he'll add to your life eternity. Because he's a keeper of his promise. He'll protect the city from your enemies. Because he'll keep those whose mind is stayed on them in perfect peace. 
He'll keep the city. He'll protect the city of dwelling place for the believer. He'll, he'll protect your city. No harm, no danger will come upon those who dwell in the house of God. He'll keep his word. All the promises that he gave to Hezekiah, in some sense he gives unto you and unto me. God will keep his word. He's proven it over and over and over again. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you today. Someone's lost, someone's struggling, someone's ready to make that decision. The enemy is pulling at the strings of their heart, designed to keep them in bondage. But today, Lord, is the day of their freedom. Today is the day of their deliverance. Today is the day that they have decided to follow you. So, God, I'm praying with them this morning that you'd come into their heart, that you would hear their prayer of repentance, that you would hear their their prayer, Lord God, as they turn their heart over to you. Lord, come into their heart and save them this day. Father, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who has walked away from you today, God, let today be the day that they return to you, that they come back to you, that they restore the broken fellowship. They need you, Lord. Father, maybe they they gave up hope because they were frustrated and the day, God, let today serve as a sign to them that you're talking to them, that you love them, that you care about them. That you're interested in what they're going through. And that you're here to deliver them. God, draw them back into the fellowship today. Spirit of the Lord, have your way. Bless your children. Receive them home. Wrap your arms around them. Love on them. Hug on them. Hold them close. Spirit of the Lord, as we humbly bow in prayer, there are so many that are going through. To let them know that the healing is coming, that the deliverance is coming, that the, the blessings are coming their way. They got to keep walking through the process of the boil coming to a head. So Spirit of the Lord, let us not grow weary, but let us keep on persevering. Father, be with that grieving family today. They've lost a child. They've lost a mother. They've lost a father, a brother, a sister. Father, comfort them today. Spirit of the Lord, so many are hungry, so many are suffering, so many have lost jobs, so many are in despair, so many, God, have given up hope. God, restore the hope, restore the joy, restore the peace that they once had. I pray for those that are incarcerated this morning, I pray for those that are on the mission field, I I pray for those, God, that are serving on the battlefields. Pray for those, God, who are walking the streets, living in their cars, living in homeless shelters, nursing homes. Praying for those, Heavenly Father, who are still wrestling with the virus. Those, Heavenly Father, who are treating the virus, the the doctors, the nurses, the frontliners, we lift them up before you, God. We pray for this country in which we live and all the political fiascos that are going on. We pray for the church, God, for the church is in need of you. We pray, Spirit of the Lord, that we would reprioritize, put what's most important up front. Father, 
You know where we are. You know what each one stands in need of. So in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I pray. I believe you've heard our prayer today. I also believe and know that you will answer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301 627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.